Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 96, the Cortez Kennedy episode. Not really familiar with who that is, but I'm Trey, joined by Dylan, who is echoing, Tucker, who is at work, and Cam, who is basically asleep. How are we, gentlemen? (laughs) I can't get more than a couple of words. I don't know what's going on with Dill. He's having some technical difficulties, but we're going to ride with it because we just have to. All right, winners and losers. Uh, Baker's still starting for the Browns, Cam, so that's a loser for you. Um, Wait, in, what? Baker's still starting for the Browns, and you said that Case Keenum was going to lead them to the playoffs. Yeah, there's a lot of games left. A lot of games left. but I, I think mean, it's a win because he lost. Okay, well, win then, Cam. Baker still starting for the Browns, and they lost. There you go. Pass didn't trade for Odell Beckham, so that's an L for me. Uh, Tucker, the Jets, probably not going to end up with the number one pick, so they won't be able to take a quarterback. Uh, they did win this weekend with Mike White. Correction. The number one pick isn't going to be a quarterback this year. Tell me who's the number one quarterback in college football. Well, your take was they will get the number one pick, and they will take a quarterback. Uh, oh, okay. L for me. <laughs> and Dylan, uh, your 40 time. Now, the 40 was great. Did a good job. Ran it in, in full work gear, which wasn't necessary. Made the video that much better. But the slowest 40 time recorded at the Combine is 5.76 by alignment. Um, you came in at a 6.4. Now, there might have been some issues with the timing uh, by your scorekeeper there. But overall, uh, it's a tough, tough bid right there. Um, oh, my goodness. So, I have video evidence that it wasn't that bad. So, I'll, I'll be sending something along. Um, so, be ready for that. All right. All right. I don't think... Do you guys think you could break six? Nope. Not a chance. Well, I, I think I was like five. That's just not possible. No, no you're not five flat. I'll show you the video the video evidence. It, did you measure out 40 yards? I did. And you said a five flat in work shoes. I mean, you should be in the league. I mean, it, the the timing was late, but I think it also started late. But if you go by when I passed the mailbox, it was right around five. All right. Um, I think. I'll, I'll, I'll send a picture. We'll put it out on, on Twitter and we'll let the voters decide. Okay. Listen. Speaking of, speaking of voters and listeners, take it a week. I'm taking home my second straight point. Yeah, uh, I took an L. I forgot to vote for myself. Oh, that's tough, Tuck. Could have ended up in yeah, a tie. Two, one vote away. We do have a tie, though, between you three for loser. So let's do the dice roll. Um, who, Tucker, pick your two numbers first. I want one and five. One and five. Um, Dylan? Uh, no, Cam, you pick your, your numbers. Um, six... And four. All right, so that leaves Dylan with two and three. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to record this on Snapchat and send it to you. This is how I'm decided to do it, because there's no way for me to get a dice roll on camera here. All right, I will roll now. It's going to be a two. Um, so Dylan is, that means he's out, right? So that no, means no. It's between you two, right? Um, it Shouldn't that be it? Yeah, but you know it was worth tra- attempting. Okay, um, Tucker, do you want two or three to your to add to your numbers? Take three. 
Three. All right. I'm going to roll. It is a six. Cam walks away. Tucker, you Ooh. are this week's loser. Um, think about what punishment you want to do. Uh, you already had to take a shower in the clothes. Uh, I don't know. What, what else could you do? Just, I don't know. Just think about it during the, uh, during the episode. If we can't come up with anything, we'll uh, figure it out during the week. But, all right. Wasted takes. Um, I have a wasted take that is not football related, so I can throw that in first. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. I'm sure, sure Tucker, you have. Dylan, you might like this one as well. But Marcus Smart came out after the Celtics' brutal loss of the Bulls last night um, where they were up 14 and then lost by 14, the first team in the shot clock era to ever achieve that. And they um, moved to 2-5 and five on the season. They are winless at home, I believe. And uh, it seems like things are going bad. Marcus Smart came out and said that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do not want to pass the ball. Um, there's only one ball, and not everyone's touching it. Now, Marcus Smart is an atrocious shooter. He's shooting under 25%, I think. So I can see why they don't want to pass the ball. But at any rate, the Celtics are also having problems. Their head coach has called them out a ton. He's called out Jalen Brown for his inconsistency. He's called out the team after they showed up to a shooting, uh, a shoot-around in the morning after a night off, and they were all hungover and barely playing. So my take is that Celtics are going to miss the playoffs this year. I think this is a dysfunctional group. I think there's problems within. I think they don't respect the new coach. They're willing to walk all over him. They don't like the fact he's calling them out. And Marcus Smart is uh, starting to get vocal and angry uh, with the two superstars of the team. So I just don't see this going well. Um, I think you've got to get Marcus Smart out of here. Or and if and if he turns out to not be the problem, then you might have something really serious on your hands, and this group may never amount to anything, which is really disappointing. But uh, I live with a with a big Celtics fan, and he's basically punted on the season. He's like, yeah, they're screwed. So um, I think the Celtics are missing the playoffs this year. That's the take. Um, I'm I'm gonna go the opposite of you, honestly. Uh, I love that the head coach is calling them out. I love that the players are calling each other out. I think this team's all about my favorite word, accountability. People are calling people out. They're not like stepping around, being like, "Oh, you know, we're trying. We got some things we got to work out." They're like, "Nah, this dude isn't passing." You guys show up to practice hungover. This is what's happening. This is why. It's kicking our ass in the gear. And I think it'll end up working out in the long run. There's going to be growing pains with a new coach and all that, but they're going to rally around it. I like, um, what's his name? Ime Doka. Mm -hmm. I like Ime. I think that he's going to lead this team back to the playoffs. And you know what? I think... In the long run, Ime is going to be exactly what this team needs to take the next step. Um, well, I think the big problem is I think they don't like being called out because they're, they've been babies since they got here. They won right away, and ever since then, they've been kind of knighted as the next great thing in the NBA, and they've never really had a challenge in terms of, like, you guys aren't actually doing anything, and I think it's upsetting them. I don't know. Maybe you're right, Tucker. Maybe that will... Uh, galvanize them but I, I i certainly don't think they like hearing from marcus smart about them him needing the ball when he has not been an offensive weapon uh del do you, i know you probably you probably love him calling out the other guys but um 
I actually don't. So to me, uh, this is worse. Nothing's worse than somebody coming out and talking crap to your own teammates. Like at the end of the day, you're still teammates and you need to figure out how to get it done. So if you have something going on in the locker room, you guys got to figure that out in the locker room. You don't go to the press and say stuff behind people's back and this next thing. You look like a wimp. Um, I am the exact opposite took a uh, um, saying that it's going to help people up. I think this is going to shut more people down. Um, I think they're going to get pissy at each other. The thing you do as a man, walk to the other people you have disagreements with and you say it to their face and you maybe kind of beat each other's heads around a little bit and then come to some sort of agreement, maybe even better at it. So um, do, you, do you think they're going to make the playoffs still? I don't. I think it's in the end. <laughs> if you're calling your teammate out seven games in, um, that's not a good um, Cam, you probably don't have a lot of input, but just from your times on basketball teams, uh, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, this is a great take. I, I've been on this train before it even started because this guy, this is the one and only season for this guy. Um, forgot his name, but Coach K is going to be the coach of this team next year. This team's not <laughs> making the playoffs. Get this, get this guy out of here. Um, yeah, I've made this take before, so I'm going to go ahead and count myself uh, as on the right track for, for a winner because they're not looking great. Uh, all right. Who's going next? Uh, I'll go. Go ahead. Um, so I've been looking at the college football playoffs and what's going to happen there. You got a team like Cincinnati who has a tough – that actually is a good schedule – and but isn't a power five school that's undefeated versus and then there's a bunch of one win I mean one loss uh, power five schools and what's gonna happen is Cincinnati's going to go undefeated this season but not make the college football playoffs I'm telling you this right now this is exactly what's gonna happen there's one reason the college football playoffs do you know who decides on it writers I don't know no. Former Power Five coaches and administrators. So they're all about just pushing forward their schools, the Power Five, all that. So regardless of what they do this year, regardless of how bad any other team is, there will be one win, one loss teams that make the college football playoffs over Cincinnati. And it just shows the blatant corruption of the league. It's absolutely ridiculous that no one... Um, like that none of them will ever make it regardless of how good they are. UCF didn't make it when they were a wagon. Now Cincinnati's an absolute powerhouse. And just give them a shot. Like, yeah, they'll get curb stomped by Georgia, but they should have the opportunity to be there. Yeah, so I, I agree, Tucker. I think that no matter how well they do, they will not be put in. I think they're in sixth right now. And all the teams in front of them have lost. No, Georgia doesn't have a loss. I don't know. But they're in sixth right now. They're undefeated. Uh, there's a simple fix to this. Expand the playoff. Uh, I've seen proposals for 40-team playoffs. I don't need that. I need just expand it to six teams. See how that goes. If it works out, expand it to 
eight teams, maybe the 10 at some point, the top 10 get in. That seems like a good system to have. Um, you'll get some more variety in these these games. I mean, every single year it's Oklahoma versus Alabama and Georgia versus Clemson and blah, 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 blah. These same eight schools that are, are getting in. Um, so I think I think all you have to do is expand it. It's not like you're pressed for time. I mean, they sit for a month before they play some of these games. At least back in the day, they used to sit for a month before they played the, the national championship. So I think you got plenty of time to do it. It's add more teams in. It's more revenue. It's more tape for these kids to put out there that want to go to the league. Um, I don't see any downside. Obviously, the only downside is football is a physical sport. Someone might get hurt. But, I mean, you can't worry about that. So, I, I just think you need to expand it. I 100% agree, Tuck. I think that they will not get in no matter how well they do. Although, I do hate the UCF undefeated champions thing. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. But, uh, Cam, you're a big college football guy. You there, Cameron? I am. I think this. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. No problem. My mute button. I'll click it, and it takes three seconds. No worries. No worries. Um, I think this is a pretty soft take. I mean, they're in sixth right now, but if they win out and the other teams also win out, then yeah, they don't get in. That's that's just how it's going to work. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty soft. Yeah. If if Ohio State. And Alabama and Oregon all went out, and then Georgia and uh, Michigan State. One of them loses once. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Cincinnati's probably not going to get in. But if Cincinnati wins out, and two of those teams, let's say Oregon loses again, which I think they will, and then Bama loses to Georgia, I think Cincinnati gets in then. I, I don't think it's impossible that they're going to get in. They've been beating teams bad. Um, they've had some good wins. So I, I don't, I'm not going to say that they're not going to get in regardless of what they do. But, I mean, they're sixth right now. So it's kind of a soft take to say that they're not going to make the playoffs when they're not in the playoffs as we speak. Called out, Tucker. Called so, out. Saying that they're not in the playoffs. What was that? Huh? Sorry, I think it's ridiculous that they're not projected to be in the playoffs right now. Based on the current, I, they they beat Notre Dame. Like they beat in real teams. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Indiana. They beat the shit out of UCF. Like, and none of these games were even one score games. All right. Well, I one- think that they they should be. They should be ranked higher. Is that your take, or is it that they're not going to make the playoffs? It's not they're not going to make the playoffs. It's absolutely absurd that they're not. Well, I mean, Cam, you hate six, should so. they should be this takes, don't you? I know, I know, no, I'm I'm saying that the Cincinnati, Cincinnati's not going to make the playoffs. Well, okay, the Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs. Well, they're we on don't the outside know. looking in by two. <laughs> yeah, it's just compared comparison a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but like it's different and. Football, I mean, college football versus NFL football, just because. Um, yeah, there's no set rules for tiebreakers and stuff. It's, it's opinion based and ever, like versus the NFL where everything is set out. You don't make the playoff; it's on you. Dylan, yeah, I agree. Dylan, I agree. any input? Dylan. Um. 
always protect. <laughs> that Cincinnati will not make the college football playoff to, no matter how well they do because there's a bias towards Power 5 schools. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I... Mm, it depends on how well they play because there is that bias. If they continue on this trend, then I think they have to bring them in or else people will really be upset. But like Trace said, um, I think we need to just expand the playoffs. And... You know, there have been proposals, and I think, like Trey said, just expand it to six. If they want more, eight. don't take a seven. Yeah, no, I think that's a simple fix to this, because every year there's a snub. I remember TCU didn't get in. Minnesota was didn't get in, maybe? Maybe I'm misremembering that. Uh, obviously, UCF, but... All right, who's, who's next? I got a quick... Uh... Question. Did anyone know that the Coyotes in hockey are now the Arizona Coyotes? They've always been. Uh, it's been that way since the beginning. <laughs> no, they were Phoenix. Oh, I don't know. But been Arizona for a while. No, they were the Phoenix Coyotes. Hold on, let me look it up. Uh, does anyone have a tape? Not to figure this out. <laughs> they were 2014. They changed their name. Well, they're 0 and 8 right now, so that's not very good. Can't play hockey in the desert, dude. You can't do it. Uh, t- t- <laughs> Till, do you want to go? Cam seems like he's waiting. I <laughs> like. Uh, um. I can get my brain to work with this echo. Um, so, oh, I have one, and now I can. Holy cow! What is happening? You guys are are shaking up tonight. Oh, I think the echo is melting my brain. Are you wearing headphones? So, Tucker, how's business going, dude? How's, how's everything there? Everything's going great here. Can't complain. You know, I'm, I had to step out to uh, do this podcast, but uh, can't complain. Everything's great. The one-on-one. Go check it out if you haven't yet, people. It's delicious food. What did you say? I said go check it out. It's delicious. Yeah, come check out one-on-one. To, uh, this is to my father and Marge. Marge, who was in here yesterday, and my father, who's here every day. Shout out, Marge. You suggested our list guys for tonight, so we'll be doing that later if we ever get there with these two ragamuffins, whatever they're up to. All right, I'm back. All right. Trey. Dale? So, okay, go ahead. saw the banks this week to the Jets. So, uh, 20. 34 31, I think. Yeah. Um, see, I was riding high on the Bengals after Ravens game. I still think they're very good, but I think they're going to dwindle. Now, because of them dwindling, um, I think uh, Chase is not going to have as tremendous of a season. He's not going to continue that trajectory. 
he's going to fall in the rookie of the year, which is kind of going against my own take. But um, I think the Patriots are on the up and up, and Lawrence is out because they can't win. So I think Mac Jones is coming in and taking the rookie of the year away from uh, Chase just because of the second half and possibly the playoff. I made oh, yeah. I made this hey, take. I made this what? take. I made this exact take before the season. Did you? Yeah, I picked Mac Jones, my rookie of the year, as a way to take before the season. Oh. All right. All right well, we agree. <laughs> I guess so. Jesus, if you win this point, I'm gonna be so angry. I don't think I want a point for that. I'm gonna be so mad. And this is your second win, waste your second rookie of the year pick. Well, I'm just gonna pick all the rookies now to be my rookie of the year, so I get, I get that. What honor. I was saying, what I was saying, I started thinking, oh wait, I already had Chase. <laughs> no, no, now Jones, now Jones a loser regardless for rookie of the year. If Mac Jones wins it, he's a loser because he picked Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase wins, he's a loser because he picked Mac Jones. That's I well, I don't think it's a loser. I think it's just a new point. It's like, it's like betting on. One team to win, realize they're going to lose, and then bet on the other team to beat them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, if you bet on both teams going, you'll lose 10%. I just hate this take because it is my exact take A and B. You already made a take about Rookie of the Year. But. Uh, I, I got this echo going on. I got the TV on. They was playing TikToks. I couldn't think of anything. Guess what I came up with? All right. I agree, obviously, as I picked him to win Rookie of the Year. But, um, Tucker, do you agree? Um, yes, I mean, soft take. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. This is up for, this is, t- Dylan, you need to put this in your consideration for worst take of the year, just for the fact that it was already made. Yeah, you just took someone else's take and made the same exact take. Cam, do you have any opinion? Mac Jones over Jamar Chase? But you just waited to, for Mac Jones to be stupid. good, and you agreed with Trey's take. Why is it stupid? It's dumb. Trey made the same. Trey made the same take as me one time about the Red Sox won't make the World Series. Yankees will, and that was like two weeks after I made it. So, um. I, I hate this because he already he was already doing well. He made a great Jamar Chase take. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back. I don't want it. I'm gonna just go no take. I don't I don't yeah. mind that. I think that's fair. I think that's stupid. No take this week. <laughs> just no take. Double down. Like Dale, that's like you placing a future on Jamar Chase. To be uh, rookie of the year at like plus three thousand when it was thirty to one odds, and now it's like three to one. You're like, you know what? Not worth it. Take him out. Back to Mac Jones. Dill, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll, you you've pulled some out of your hat in the past. Just think <laughs> oh, during Cam's take. Just think about if you want to make a different take, and you can make that take. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, Cam. Go ahead. All right, Dylan mentioned the Jets. Um, I got Jets take. So, as you guys know, Mike White popped off this week, 405 yards, three touchdowns. Did throw a couple picks, but that's that was just uh, getting nerves out of the way. 
Now, I was trying to think how how can the Jets make this the worst possible situation? Um, so I think what they'll do is they will keep Mike White for the remainder of the season. I think they're going to keep him under the, the under center. And I think he actually might win a couple of games. I think he's going to keep playing well, maybe not as well as he did, um, but prove that he's a serviceable quarterback on a bad team. And his trade capital is going to shoot up in the offseason. The Jets, their biggest mistake is going to be trading him. They're going to say, all right, we're going to let him go. We like Zach Wilson, the guy we drafted. They're going to let Mike White go in the offseason. Um and trade him for, I don't know, whatever the value is going to be at that point. But Mike White's going to continue to be a starting quarterback in the league, not for the Jets. Jets are going to continue to stink with Zach Wilson. I don't know how you want to word this take, but I think you guys get it. So you're saying they're going to trade Mike White and he's going to end up better than Zach Wilson, essentially. Right. They're going to, they're going to keep him this year as the starter. He's going to play well for a bad team is trade stocks going to go up and then the Jets are going to say okay either trade Zach or we trade Mike White and they're going to choose to trade Mike and it's going to be the wrong wrong choice because Zach Wilson's going to continue to stink and Mike White's going to be a decent quarterback so I don't put a lot of stake into what happened this weekend um Obviously, it was a big weekend for backup quarterbacks. A lot of backup quarterbacks played well and won. Um, I think that you can get lucky, and I think you can be a guy that comes in and, and wins a game. You know, Jacoby Brissett did it for the Patriots. Uh, uh, you just see it every year. Some backup comes in and wins a game, and um, everyone's ready to crown him. Mike White, obviously, he's young. He's, he can develop. I don't think... He's any better than Zach Wilson. I don't think you'll be better long-term with him than Zach Wilson. Now, that being said, the Jets, whatever they decide to do, whether it be they keep Wilson or they decide to trade Wilson and keep White, which would be insane, they'll make the wrong decision, no matter what. Um, so, all right, I'll, I'll say okay, but I just don't I just don't really agree with it, to be honest with you. I, I just think that... Zach Wilson, you took him high. He's got a lot of upside, and you gotta you gotta let him develop a little bit. Um, part of that development is him being a gunslinger and maybe learning to to ratchet it down. But I mean, I didn't watch the game, but it was impressive. I just I had said last week that Mike White looked like a decent quarterback for the majority of the Patriots game, but I just I don't I don't think you can bail on a guy like Wilson, and I don't think Mike White will ever be anything in this league. Tucker. Tucker probably had to go deal with an issue. It sounded like Dylan. Um, this would be perfect. Just uh, take Cam. I love it. Uh, White has already proven that he's better than Zach Wilson. And I couldn't see a fitting, more fitting way for the Jets to do than to trade him somewhere where he's going to show that he's way better than whatever they have under center. So I love to take. Um, I don't really think White's bag. I don't think he was anything too special. I think that, you know, much like a lot of the second, uh, like the bottom half of the league's quarterbacks are, he's just another guy, but 
I mean, he'll be better than the Jets because the Jets have so just like the bottom three. So, um, I love it. All right, Tucker, are you back? No, so we won't get Tucker's input on that. I guarantee you he would agree with you, Cam. Uh, Dale, did you come up with a take? Um, I do. All right, give it another shot. So, let me just put, bring up the standards again. Okay, so, the Titans just lost Derek Henry. Unfortunate for them. Um, he's out. I don't know for how long. Um, but they're playing some key opponents. Uh, this coming weeks, they play the Rams, the Saints, and then the Texans. But specifically for the Rams and Titans, um, it's the Rams. The Rams are seven and one, and I think the Rams are going to take this game and become eight and one because Henry is not playing. Um, now, the dynamic of the NFC West that would bring the Rams and the Cardinals just there's no I don't think there's any possible way that they don't. Um, Go like continue to be good and 49 Seahawks are terrible. So I think in the NFC West, we're going to have the first time where uh, from one division, you're going to have the t- two teams' top two seeds. Is that the first time that's ever happened? Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait that can't happen. That can't happen. Well, not, not top two seeds, but top two records. Oh, okay. So they're both going to finish with the top two records in the NFC. Yeah. yeah. Right. NFL. You went, you, you went, you went in a roundabout way by starting with the Titans, but. But so the Rams, the Rams because are the of this game, And they're going to keep rolling after it. Gotcha. So, obviously the Rams picked up. Uh, Von Miller in a trade, which was huge, I think, for them. I mean, that defense is filthy. Um, I can see them finishing with the best record in the NFL. I think the Cardinals might taper off a little bit. I think that loss might have been big. Um, so I think they might taper off. So I think, if anything, it'll be the Cardinals who, who don't do it. But I think the Rams are going to be right in there to mix for the best record in the, in the league at the end of the year. Cam, you're a big Rams guy. What do you think? So, so the the take is just the Rams and the Cardinals are going to have the two best records in the league at the end of the year. Yeah, essentially. And the NFC. I make it NFL. Be cool. All right, NFL. <laughs> um, yeah, I can dig it. I wish I wish the NFC was just the playoffs this year because the AFC is a train wreck. Um. <laughs> Nothing is guaranteed over there except probably the Bills. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. Tucker, are you back? No. So speaking of train wrecks and the AFC, let's go into our midseason playoff predictions. Um, I took down the predictions at the beginning of the year uh, for each of us. 
I had the Bills, the Cowboys, the Titans, the Bucks, the Browns, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Rams, the Saints, the Cardinals. Cam had the Bills, the Giants, the Titans, the Bucks, the Browns, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the 49ers. Tucker had the Bills, Cowboys, Colts, Chiefs, Bucks, Browns, Packers, Chiefs. I've had Chiefs twice. Ignore that. Uh, Rams, Patriots, Ravens, Chargers, Niners, Seahawks, Vikings. Dylan had the Bills, Giants, Titans, Bucks, Browns, Packers, Chiefs, Hawks, Pats, Colts, Chargers, Vikings, Saints, Rams. Jesus. I don't know why I decided to do that. I should have never done that. Um, but obviously things have changed. So it's time to go through and look at each division and who we think is going to come out of it. And it's, uh, um, we can talk a little bit about the division as we go through and just the teams that are in it and where we think they'll, they'll stand. And so, uh, let's start as we did in, in the East and work our way West. Uh, let's start with the AFC East. Uh, my pick is going to remain the bills. Uh, I think that the bills are, you know, looking good. They've had, uh, some, some odd losses. They lost to the Steelers, right? Or yeah, they lost to somebody weird anyways, but I think the bills, you know, they're, they're five and two. There's two, two games ahead of the Patriots. Um, I don't see any way that they can lose it. I am hoping that the Patriots can knock them off in one of their games. I don't expect the Patriots to win both. If anything, the bills will sweep them. So, um, I don't see a real threat in the AFCs to the bills. So I'm, I'm remaining with the bills. Uh, Cam, your pick. I'm also going to go with the Bills. They would probably have my one seed in the AFC. Just seems like they're the most sure thing over there. Uh, no injuries affecting them or anything. So, look to be a I'm not going to write these down, by the way, because I, I think we, we locked in our picks for the, for the beginning. I don't think we should be able to change them now and get points for that during our tournament thing, our playoff thing. So, this is just food for thought. Uh, Dylan. What do you got? I also have the Bills. Um, Tucker is still not back, I'm assuming. Nope, so we'll have to get all his picks at once. But um, All right, NFC East. Uh, I think this is a pretty straightforward one. It's the Cowboys. Cowboys have looked great. They won even without uh, Dak Prescott the other night. Um, the Washington football team has been a little disappointing, I'd say. The Giants have been very disappointing. I don't even pay attention to the Eagles. I don't know what's going on. I think they got to figure out something at quarterback, but I don't see any sort of uh, any sort of movement there. Um, Cam, your division. Uh, obviously, the Giants couldn't get it done last night. We were, I was really hoping for that because we need the Chiefs to remain bad as a Patriots fan, and they obviously didn't. Um, even though the Chiefs looked not great again, but uh, the second place team is the Eagles at three and five. Cowboys are six and one. Giants in Washington are, are buried at two and six. But what do you think, Cam? Unfortunately, I got to go with the C words. Um, Giants are just, they're back to their old ways of losing close one score games. And it's just how it's going to be until we can figure out how to call some plays that actually don't just get us to, to third downs every single time. So. Um, we got a lot of work to do, but that's every year, right? So that's, words. Yeah, so that's the first switch up of the of the chain. The you had the Giants winning the division at the beginning of the year, but that's the first switch up. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, this is a Cowboys division, even though Prescott's out. Um, 
I think he's back this week, if not very much, most likely next week. Um, so yeah, that takes the Giants out for me, but I don't think I had them win. You did actually. You had the Giants winning the division. So that's the second change. I nailed the Cowboys. I like to roll with Cam. He's fun. <laughs> He's Cam's a fun hey, guy. Thanks, man. Um, all right. NFC. Fine. I mean, AFC South. So this one is odd, I'd say. Uh, obviously, there is a favorite. It would be the Titans. But Derrick Henry goes down. I'm sticking with the Titans here. I just don't like what I've seen about uh, out of Carson Wentz this year, especially that last game. A lot of boneheaded decisions. Um, so I, I, I'm rolling with the Titans. I think Adrian Peterson will come in. He won't make that like, big of a difference. But this is time to really see if Tannehill can step up and be that elite guy that some people think he is. And I'm not one of those people. But I'm sticking with the Titans here. Uh, Cameron. Yeah, I am too. Honestly, whoever won the Colts-Titans game this week, I probably would have taken the winner of that game. Um, it's adorable. Yep, Derek, Derek is... Is out for the. Um, they didn't say how many weeks. At least three, six, right? Six to ten. Six to ten. Okay, great. Um, that hurts my fantasy team. I'm gonna go with the Titans. Definitely like a number four type type team. Um, number four seed, like a ten and seven, gross record, but still wins the division type deal. Um, I think the Colts could do it, but. Like you said, I don't, I don't trust Carson with, with anything. All right, Tuck, we are on the uh, NFC South, but before you – I mean the AFC South, but before you do that, give me your AFC East and NFC East picks midseason for the playoffs. My what? AFC, winner of the AFC East and winner of the NFC East. I got Patriots, winner of the AFC East. Wow. Uh, yep, I'm getting ambitious with it. Um, I love this team. NFC East, I have Cowboys. Okay, so let me ask you about the Patriots because that's your you switched to you had the Bills at the beginning of the year. The Bills are leading the division, and you're switching to the Patriots. Is that just because you're a fan, or what? Confidence is key. Number one, teams turn around. They look really good. They're starting to get in the rhythm. They're young. They need time to develop. They beat the Chargers this week. The Bills haven't been incredible. This year, I mean, I haven't seen anything that's been like, wow, these Bills got it. Um, so, yeah. I would say that moment would be the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have shown that they're not that good. So yeah, the Chiefs are frauds, and the Bills just, I mean, the Dolphins are on a skid skid, and they held the Bills to three points in the first half. Um, all right. Uh, Tucker, your AFC South pick. You had the Colts at the beginning of the year. I got the Colts still. Wow. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge difference maker without um, uh, Derrick Henry. I really don't think this team is all that if they got to run something else besides him. I think the Colts, you know, they've looked bad at times, but I don't think they're a bad organization. Um, they have a lot of bonehead plays, but at the end of the day, I think they can still win it. All right. Uh, Dill, who you got? Um, I'm going to stick with the Titans here. So there's nine games left. I have both teams going four and five. All right. Um, 
So let's go on, move on to the NFC South. I saw the Bucks. I mean, uh, they it is getting a little interesting with what happened this weekend. The Saints beat them. But now that Jameis is gone, I mean, I think Trevor Simeon can be somewhat similar to Jameis. He doesn't have to be uh, a superstar on this team. I think they're well coached. But I think at the end of the day, Brady's not going to let that happen. So I have the Bucks still. Uh, Cameron. Um, so I also have the Bucks. I think Brady loses a couple of these games on purpose. Um, anyone that he might see again in the playoffs, he's like, all right, we'll lose now, we'll win later. Also, the Rams earlier, we'll beat them later. Um, just he's he's playing chess. Everyone else playing checkers. So, watch this division, and then they probably win the Super Bowl later. So, Bucks. Uh, yep, I tend to agree with that. Uh, Dylan, uh, NFC South. Uh, I also have the Bucks. Um, I don't think the Saints have enough to overtake them, even though they did beat them last week. Um, yeah, you know, the one good thing for the Bucks is that if they end up seeing the Saints in the playoffs, it's hard to beat the same team three times. So they're Boston once, so that can't happen. All right. Um, let's move on. Tucker is not back yet. We'll have to get his pick. Um, let's move on to the AFC North, probably the best division in football right now, uh, in, in tow with the, uh, NFC West. I mean, you've got four competitive teams. I had said last week that, um, I thought that the Bengals were going to win. I realized that probably wasn't the best take. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Ravens here purely based on uh, what went down um, against the Jets. Then again, the Ravens have looked not great at times, but I'm switching my pick from the Browns preseason to the Ravens here, um, just purely out of the fact that I I feel more confident in the Ravens than any of the other teams. I think the Steelers aren't good. Uh, They are four, they're four and three. Um, so I just don't think they're good though. I really don't see them winning big games down the stretch. Uh, Cameron, uh, AFC North. Yeah, I got the Ravens as well. Um, I think this is the only other shoe in lock that you can put in the AFC right now. Bills and Ravens, I like them. Other than that, I think anything can happen. Um, so Ravens win the division. Got them at the two spot. Um, you had the Browns in the preseason. Any any comment on that? I'm, I'm aware. And I did that because I didn't have the Browns last year. And I felt like I owed them something. But as you know, my, my stance on Baker and the Browns, he's right. going to be the one to lead them there. Uh, Tuck, are you back? Um, okay, so NFC South and then AFC North. NFC South, um, let me see. Sorry, I am. Oh, for the NFC South, now with Famous gone and Taysom Hill coming back next week, I have... No, and I have the same. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Taysom Hill's back. He is the best um, quarterback in that organization. Now the team's going to thrive now if they have him there. 
Simeon won the game. Another easy win during against the Bucks this year. That was you know that was Simeon, right? That wasn't Taysom Hill. Yeah, but Taysom Hill is coming back next week. He's in concussion protocol right oh, now. Oh, okay. And then what's the other one? AFC North. AFC North. I have the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals are really good. They just lost to the Jets. They just lost to the Jets. Don't care. Taysom Hill wouldn't have won that game. Oh my God! I meant the Ravens. <laughs> I, I meant the Ravens this whole time. Okay. The Ravens are really good, like, full through and through. I know they lost to the Bengals, but this team has it. Okay, that good. I mean, I couldn't take Saints followed up by Bengals. That would have been bananas. <laughs> uh, Dill. I also have the Ravens. I think the Bengals are too inconsistent. I think they're going to not continue to be as good as they were in the first seven games of the year. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Steelers, Steelers sneak up there. You guys are hating on the Steelers. I still think they're okay. Yeah, you're you're a big Steelers guy, though. Um, okay, let's. This one should be a quickie. NFC North. I got the Packers still. I think that entire division is bad outside of the Packers. I don't like the Vikings at all. Uh, Cameron, the Cheeseheads. All right, uh, Dill, Packers. I mean NFC. Uh, Packers. They're okay, also winning yeah. the bowl. Yep, Packers are winning the bowl for Dell Tucker. Packers. All right, that was an easy one. So here gets an interesting one. The AFC West. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are a little bit of the F-words. I don't know if you can even call them that because they have not really been good all year. But they are frauds. They are not playing well. Um, they did add somebody today on their defense. I forget who. I think Melvin Ingram. Um, did they get quarterback? Nope, they did not go for a quarterback. I'm switching. I don't think the Chiefs have enough time uh, to come back in this. And based on what I saw last night, they're still not that good. So I'm actually going to go with the Raiders here. Um, obviously, the Henry Ruggs situation today was not good. Um, but, I mean, I said that they were not going to win after John Gruden, and they're still 5-2. and two. I think the Chargers are getting a little exposed here. Um, I think the Chargers are looking like they maybe have some weaknesses. Patriots ran all over them. On Sunday. So I think the Raiders end up holding on to the spot and winning the division. Uh, Cameron. Uh, this is such a tough one. Um, I tried looking at people's schedules and kind of predicting what would, it, what would happen. I'm going Chargers. I think the Chargers take the division. I don't see the Raiders holding on to this for long. Um, not to say they're not a good team, because I think they've actually put some pieces together. Derek Carr looks really good. The rug situation might hurt them, but last time we thought somebody not being a part of the organization anymore would hurt them, ended up helping. So, I don't know. Raiders are kind of a wild card. Chiefs, their schedule is tough coming up. Um, I'm just kind of, I'm going to take the, the middle team that's projected to make the playoffs only a half game back or a game back right now. I think the Chargers can do it. Uh, all right. Uh, Tucker. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, you guys are going to be shocked. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. This is the perfect situation for the Chiefs in terms of, like, getting the narrative back. Super team, all that. Everyone said, like, oh, the Chiefs are so good. And now everyone's saying the Chiefs are frauds. It's very reminiscent of, like, the Patriots 2016 when they went like two and 
one and three to start the year or something like that, and everyone's like, oh, Dynasty's over. Like, team's done. End of the day, team's still really good. They have all the pieces they had on that Super Bowl team last year. Uh, I don't think there's any real, like, obvious reasons for their regression that's other than just, like, the yips almost. Super Bowl hangover. Uh, I've been on Super Bowl hangover trains since we started this show. I'm not buying it. No. Uh, I am... Yeah, I'm still on the Chiefs here. I mean, at the end of the day, they're a game and a half out of first, and the team in first is the Raiders, who are kind of like... They just lost their number one wide receiver. The Chargers uh, are exposed against the run defense or lost their last two games. So, yeah, I have the Chiefs here. Uh, all right. Uh, Dill. So, this one is tough for me. Um, I don't like the Raiders winning. Um, and looking at the Chargers' strength of schedule, I have them winning, like, six, seven more games. They're playing not great teams. So Chiefs would have to match that. And I just don't see it on the schedule unless they can, unless they change their ways and start playing like I know they can. They just haven't done it for eight weeks. So um, It's going to come down to a late season game between Chargers and Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs take it. Dang it, I hate saying that. Chargers already beat the Chiefs once, just like that. Yeah, I don't like you guys not moving off that, but hey, it's not my choice. Uh, so, NFC West, I had the Seahawks, which is a disaster of a pick. Now, I didn't know that their quarterbacks hurt, but they don't look that good. So, obviously, I'm going to be switching off that to the Rams. The Rams are a wagon. I think they are the best team in the NFL right now. Um, I do think they will end up losing to the Bucks in the playoffs, just because that's how I see it playing out, but... I am going with the Rams here, uh, obviously. Cam, you had the Rams. You're sticking with that? Sticking with my guns. Tucker, you had the Rams. Sticking with that? Bob Dylan. Yep. Dylan, you had the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn between the Cardinals and the Rams because I feel like the Cardinals' defense is way too good. Um, but I see the Rams' offense as being more sustainable. I think I got to go with Stafford, though. I'm going Rams. All right, switching it up to Rams. So um, we move on to our wild card teams. Um, I had the Ravens, or no, I had the AFC. I had Chargers, Ravens, Patriots. Um. I'm looking at this now. It's tough because there's a lot of middling teams. So I am going to give that Chargers that first wild card spot. Um, I'm going to follow it up with the Bengals. I am going to put the Bengals in there. Obviously, I had the Ravens win uh, the division. So I'm slotting the Bengals down. I do think they are going to struggle a little bit down the stretch. But I think they're going to be good enough to get in. And that last spot, I'm keeping with the Patriots. And that means that I am keeping the Chiefs out of the playoffs. So I just keep waiting for things to turn around with them. It's not happening. And they have an extremely tough schedule. I just think it's not going to happen this year for them. In terms of the Patriots, they're finally starting to put it together. Um, I think, obviously, you have 
to take care of business against the Panthers, like I've said. And then that Browns game is huge. If you beat the Browns there, I think you can roll in to, to that last playoff spot. Um, you know, so, and I'm sure you'll have the tiebreaker crap, but I just, I think, I really think this team's starting to put it together. They just, they're not consistent is the thing. Uh, it's either the defense plays great or the offense plays great, never together. If they can get that going together, then I think they have a real shot at sneaking in. So I am putting the Chiefs out and the Patriots are in. Um, obviously, I have some bias there, but my teams are Chargers, Bengals, Patriots. Uh, Cameron, you had the Ravens, Chargers, and Dolphins. You'll obviously have to make some changes, but go ahead. Um, yeah, I have Chargers and Ravens now winning the division, so technically still keeping them in. And Dolphins are so far out. And my three teams in no order are going to be the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Raiders. Case Keenum's going to lead that Browns team back. Raiders are five and two. I think they can hold on just enough to, to squeak in there in that bad AFC. And then the Chiefs, I I just can't picture them not not getting in somehow. Uh, they'll make it work. All right, Tucker, you had the. Patriots, Ravens, and Chargers, you'll have to switch it up. The Patriots, you have winning the division, as, as do you do with the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't see the Bengals making the playoffs. I think they've had a great start, but I think there will be a regression. Um, I have the Browns making it in. I have the Bills making it in. And I have the Chargers making it in. Um, I think these are the three best teams left out uh, of the ones that didn't make it. Uh, I think they're all three. I think the AFC East is not a weak division at all, especially with these. I mean, with those seven teams, every one of them have a chance of making the AFC championship game, I'd say. Keep speaking so. there. All right. I think, I think Tucker got caught up in business. Um, Dylan, you had the... Patriots, Colts, and Chargers. Um, how did I lose the standings here? Okay, one sec. <laughs> so, I have the Chargers. I have the I'm I'm torn between the Bengals and the Browns. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Browns and Patriots. All right. Um, NFC wild card. I had the Rams, the Saints, and the Cardinals. I am going to keep the Cardinals in there. Um, obviously, they've been very good this year. I'm also going to keep the Saints in there. I think that they can win with Trevor Simeon. I do. I don't think they're going to win the division. I think they can. They can. I think it's very top heavy. Obviously, there's. The division leaders are great. They're all really, really good, but behind them, there's not a lot. So I'm going with them staying in. And then my last team I'm struggling with, I think it's going to be the Panthers. I think the Panthers aren't a bad team. I think Sam Darnold's played better. I don't think they're that good, but I do think they will sneak in to that last spot there. Um, so I'm going uh, Panthers, Saints, Cardinals in no particular order. Um Cameron, you had the Saints, Seahawks, and 49ers. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna 
put the Cardinals in, obviously, uh, the Rams winning the division. Um, Cardinals playing well, they'll be my five seed. Going to keep the Saints as well. Um, I think the Saints can put together enough wins to kind of sneak in there. And then my last one's going to be the 49ers. I'm keeping them. You know what? Think- I'm switching mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go 49ers over Panthers. But go ahead, Cam. Yeah, I think um, I was kind of looking at it for a while, and the Panthers. I mean, they're really not that good. Ever since they're three and zero, I think they've been like one and three. They're on a decline. Um, the The Niners still have a complete football team. They're battling, you know, a couple injuries, but at the end of the day, they got a great coach, Jimmy G's serviceable at worst and um i mean this is a team that made the made the super bowl before they got to get over some injuries get kittle back back and they'll be they'll be back on track all right dylan you have the vikings the saints and the rams um i'm gonna i have the rams winning so i'm going cardinals i'm going saints and I'm going with the Vikings. You got the Vikings in, huh? Yeah, keeping them in there. I hate that. I hate it. Tucker, you had the 49ers, Seahawks, and Vikings. So I'm actually going to say something to start off. With Cam saying that the AFC is weak, looking at this NFC, it is 10 times weaker. I can't even pick just teams over 500 in the NFC. So, yeah. But uh, what I have for mine is... I Wait, have, what? You said the AFC was weak earlier. I'm the taking NFC. the Vikings out and putting the Saints in. All right, all right. But the NFC is much weaker than the AFC right now. Not even but, close. Uh, it's, it's not close, you're right. Uh, but <laughs> I have the Cardinals, I have the Buccaneers, and I have... Oh... I have to pick one trash team to make it to the playoffs. We all did. Um, oh, the Seahawks. Ah, oh, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's back eventually. So the Seahawks, my third team. Tucker, your standings are wild. I mean, you put you box yourself into a corner. You don't have the Titans making the playoffs. Um, no. So. Did you not hear Derrick Henry's out for the year? Yes, I did hear that. Um, okay, that's it. Um, let's move on. We will. I will. I, I took all those down, so maybe we'll we'll add a half a point if you changed it or something like that and get it right. We'll we'll talk about it. But this uh, list, guys, was put forward by Marge Perot, our best listener, fan of fan of the year, listener of the year. Um, it is your favorite sports memories. Um, so. I'm going to start it off. Uh, try to go quick. Uh, my number five is going to be the 2018 World Series. Uh, this was the first World Series win for the. Well, I guess it was the second World Series win for the Sox that I really remember well. It was a great time in my life. I was living in Washington D.C. I flew up for the parade. The World Series specifically had a lot of great moments. You had Steve Pierce coming out of nowhere, becoming the just ultimate hero. Um, you had. Nate Evaldi kind of coming out as an elite pitcher, pitching a million innings in, in the longest World Series game ever. <clears throat> and just two classic franchises going at it. And obviously the Red Sox winning and Chris Sale striking out Manny Machado was the perfect ending. So 
I'm going with the 2018 World Series. I had a really, really good time celebrating that championship, and that whole series was a lot of fun. Uh, Cam, five. Number five, I'm going um, Aaron Boone walk-off home run in 2003. Um, that was against the Red Sox and... As you may know, my family is a split household. So me and my mom are Yankees fans. My brother and my dad are Red Sox fans. And we were way more into baseball then, um, really, than we are now. But I remember that game. Um, my brother and my dad slept in our RV in the driveway. And me and my mom slept comfortably in our warm home. That was a fun time. Uh, all right. Dylan. Uh, number five for me, I'm going to go with, um, let's think here. I'm going to go with, uh, come on, Dale. Sorry. I didn't know this was a list. Uh, I'm going to go, um, when David Ortiz went out, uh, on the, field before the game in Boston after the bombings and goes, this is our fucking city. That's a good one. That's number five. Yeah, no, I, I love that one. Tucker, are you here? Yep, I'm adding that to my list right now. Um, this is our <laughs> fucking city. One of the most electric moments and I mean, single moment, one of the best. Um, I remember watching that live and it was like a holy fuck moment. Like, this was awesome. And so, like, the FCC didn't even find them. The FCC was like, you know what? Certain time, people are allowed to cuss on national television. This is the one. Like, the FCC was even, like, like got the message. Like, it's fine. Like, this is different. And so it was, like, a really cool moment in sports. Yep. Uh, my number four is going to be the Red Sox down 0-3 comeback against the Yankees. Uh, the reason it's number four, I mean, obviously, this is the quintessential Boston sports memory. I was only eight, um, so I don't have the clearest recollection. I do remember it. I actually remember the 03 game Cam was talking about better, but no, I do remember it. Um, the idiots, I remember being, we went to Disney World right after it happened, and the World Series we watched from Disney World, and there were so many Red Sox fans down there. Went to the parade in Disney where Kurt Schilling, Schilling came down. But that, that comeback, I mean, I remember just thinking they were done and not really caring about it anymore. And then all of a sudden they won and I was back locked back in and watching with my family. And we actually won a free couch because of it. Um, so that was pretty cool. But uh, yep, 04 Red Sox comeback, my number four. Uh, Cam. Number four, I'm going with the Giants 2012. Super Bowl win over the uh, Patriots of New England there with Tom, Tom Brady. Um, I honestly think I remember the first one better. And you will probably hear about that one later in the night. But uh, this one was just as sweet, really. Maybe not as many. The Mario Manningham catch, um, the highlight of the game, and just just winning winning a second time against Brady in, in the last, you know, in a five-year span was 
always great. Always something to, to clap back at you guys for whenever you, you start running your mouth. So, uh, 2012 Super Bowl. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, Dylan. Uh, number four for me, 2015, Malcolm Butler's interception uh, to win the Super Super Bowl. All right, solid one. Um, Tucker. Um, 2018 Super Bowl. Um, I the, the Super Bowls that I was in Boston for were particularly fun, just because like you celebrate directly after. Like you'd run, you just go to the comments and just party. Uh, this one stuck out to me due to the fact that I got hit by a car. I was gonna like, say, did you get hit by a car? <laughs> I got hit. I was biking to the liquor store directly after. Guy just drove the wrong way down a one-way street, hit me with his car, and then just sped off. Crazy moment. Um, but I still ended up putting that bike away because it was broken. Because I got hit. And then grabbing a new bike and then grabbing liquor and going to the comments anyways. Just because. I was like, I will not let one guy hitting me with his car stop me from celebrating the, world's, the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, all right. My number three is a spe- more specific moment. It is the David Ortiz Grand Slam in 2013 um, against the Tigers. Now, I I remember that speech. That was obviously a great moment. But that Grand Slam, I remember watching these games and being like, there was a turning point in that series. And it was there. It was David Ortiz has been our champion all year after after the bombings. And he had been, you know, the guy front and center. And this moment was truly, I think, his greatest moment. He hits it a mile into the bullpen. Torrey Hunter flips over. The great picture of bullpen cop juxtaposed with Torrey Hunter's legs sticking up in the air. Um, that moment, I just remember being like my favorite Red Sox moment ever. Uh, I'm on record as saying the 2013 championship is my favorite ever because it's the first one I could really get locked into as an adult and also with the, the meaning of the bombings. That moment just felt like the city exploded with happiness after, after a tough year so. Uh, I'm going with that specific Grand Slam in in 2013. Uh, Cameron. All right, number three. I'm going back to my own playing days of Cal Ripken baseball when I was 12 years old. And I was playing (laughs) against against Northampton in the All-Star Tournament that actually was hosted in Lennox, Mass. We hosted it. And... uh, to create some imagery for you, there was a light rain, uh, field was wet, everybody was a little soggy, bottom of the sixth, tie ball game, man on second, came up to bat, um, I think I was batting fifth or sixth these days, first pitch, swing, miss, almost let go of the bat, wasn't good, rain was rain was starting to come down a little harder, didn't get a good grip, next pitch, another swing and a miss, 0-2 count. Almost let go of the bat again. Called time, ran to the dugout, grabbed some uh, batting gloves from a friend of mine, said, I need batting gloves, need batting gloves. Finally got them. Next pitch, 0-2 count, smacked it into the into a tent um, in deep left center and hit a walk-off home run, and I'll never forget it. So That's going to be my three sports memory. So I didn't, I didn't think we could do our own. Obviously, my list would be a lot different. Um, I think that's a good idea for a, a future. I did it from a fan's perspective, but 
I mean, I'm not going to, we didn't say anything about it, so I'm not going to knock you. But I think, I mean, if you have a bunch more of your own memories, maybe we won't do it. But um, I was, that's a good idea for a list is our favorite sports moments from our playing careers. So uh, I have one more. I have one more from my own. If you want it next week, maybe we can do our own. I can, I can reorganize the list a little bit. I, that might be better just because I would change my list drastically, obviously. Yeah. Okay, um, but um, no, that's I mean, that's fine. Right. Whatever you uh, want to do. Uh, number three, number three, I'll go. Um, if you want us to come back to you, we can too. Yeah, come back. Uh, Dylan, you're number three. Uh, number three for me is the 04 Red Sox comeback. Um, just the Dave Roberts steal, uh, bottom of the ninth, down two outs, two strikes. Uh, you know, you one more strike against you that you lose the series. Everybody knew you were stealing, and then Bill Miller with the RBI single. Oof. Love it. The 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 best moment it's got to be in Boston. Um, Tucker three. Number three, I have twenty eighteen World Series. Um, this one was super cool. Also in Boston again, so. Makes it extra special for me. These ones where I get to like sell, I get to watch and celebrate in the city. Um, just, I just remember all like the little things in this, like Yavaldi's uh, performance where he even in a loss, it was incredible. This team was just great from start to finish, um, and it felt like we were the best team in the league, which is something you can't really say with a lot of our, the Red Sox World Series. A lot of times, like. Yeah, that underdog kind of thing. But this year, it was very much like a, we're the best. We're winning this because we're better than any team that we face. So, I don't know. This World Series stuck on me mostly because I was in Boston. So, like, I was watching it. And then, like, we were talking about going to – I never went to any of the World Series games, unfortunately. But I did go to a couple ALCSs. Um, but, yeah, it was just a super fun one that, like, I was super engaged with because I've been going to games all year, so it was a fun series. All right. Uh, Cam, did you fi- figure it out? Yeah. Um, I'll go with Ohio State's National Championship in 2014. More so when they beat Bama, to be honest. Um, being the four seed going in and then beating Bama and then beating Oregon for the first ever um, playoff championship that was a great moment and ever since then it's been pretty um <laughs> anticlimactic if you will cue the picture so, yeah so that was, that was something i hold on to all right uh my number two is going to be 28 to 3 to come back um this i mean you guys know how i root for the patriots I'm, i get down on them very very quickly and i i'm i don't believe a lot of people when they tell me they had faith going into halftime I thought the game was over. I think everybody thought the game was over. Cam, I remember you texting me uh, saying the game's over. Um, but I remember sitting on the floor while while 28-3? Lady, 28-3. Oh, I did not think the game was over. Oh, well. I was one of the only people who was like very – you were on Twitter, and I was – as soon as they, they scored the touchdown to make it 28-9, I knew it was over in the opposite direction. <laughs> Well, I can't say the same thing. So I sat on my floor during Lady Gaga at the halftime show on my phone, just in a bad mood. And I was like, okay, so all we have to do 
is stop them. I didn't actually lose faith at halftime. I said all we have to do is stop them when they come out because they got the ball first. And then we have to score and then force a turnover. So I almost called it exactly as it, as it happened. But then they scored on that first drive. And I was like, oh, this one's done. They're, they're cooked. They look terrible. And then obviously uh, the Dante Hightower knockout was I, – I, I think I don't ever think I've screamed louder in my life for the ball. Um, and just I wanted to win that game so bad just for Brady's vindication after the Deflategate sham that it was. Um, and for the booze that, that Roger after was so good, but I mean, there was that, I mean, that was the greatest Tom Brady moment of all time for sure. And my favorite athlete. So 28 to three, it's going to be my number two, uh, Cam. So I need to do a little bit of reorganization here. Um, I said three so far. So wait, which ones have I said? Oh, okay. So my number Five would still be Boone, I think, I guess. Number four would be... 2012? Number five, number five would be Ray Allen's three for the Heat over the Spurs. The rebound and then the dish. So I actually watched that game live. It was electric. Um, number four would be Boone. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, uh, 2000. 12 Super Bowl. So okay. Ray Allen Dish is what I'm saying that's new, but I'm reorganizing the list because I have it. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, Dylan. Uh, number two for me is 2011 Bruins win the Cup. Um, I remember a lot about the whole series and the whole um, just playoff picture for that, uh, for the Bruins. They weren't really slated as being like a top tier team. They were like, uh, you know, they, they were good, but, you know, not one of the favorites. Um, but, yeah, I've been a Bruins fan for a while. They were never really that great. They made the playoffs as like a 7-8 seed, nothing much greater than that. And then they just got real better in like two years, won the cup. Um, and that was fantastic. I remember watching that series. Such a good series. Back and forth. The biting of the fingers. The dumping the ice. The water from the ice on. Great, great series. Very thoroughly enjoyed that series. Almost made my list. Couldn't put it on. Uh, Tucker, two. Number two, 2016 Super Bowl trade, just like you. Uh, I mean, this Super Bowl was also incredible. Again, being in Boston for a Patriots Super Bowl was awesome. The celebrating in the city was incredible. I actually... I ran onto the ice in the um, in the Boston Commons, and I fell straight. You through. cannot celebrate Super Bowls in Boston anymore, Tucker. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna die. I went straight through the ice. Had to swim back to. Actually, I didn't even swim back to shore. I just swam farther onto the ice and partied on the ice. There was like 50 of us when the ice just completely fell through. I'm surprised it wasn't like a viral video or something because there was like. 50 people on the ice, and then everyone was just in the water. So it was like a crazy moment of just like middle of when, what was it, February? Yeah, February, and we all fall through the ice, and then everyone's just panicking, swimming in random directions. It's a real miracle no one got killed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I just remember watching the Super Bowl, and like I remember cussing out like a friend that moved their seat during the game. 
like it was like mid third quarter we're starting to come back and one of my friends like took another person's seat and I cussed him out in the middle of like a Super Bowl party with like 30 people I was like what the fuck do you think you're doing like I think I remember that because we were talking about it in the chat like like, nobody (laughs) yeah right now no I did the same thing I was I was yelling at my family. I was like, don't move. Nobody move. Yeah. No, it was, it was like something that like everyone held their breath and every single person's like superstition. They all work. They all work. We all won that game together. <laughs> uh, it was just an incredible game to watch. I mean, just the best comeback game. I mean, you couldn't draw that up better in a movie script. It was awesome. Yeah, so I always I always said that the 20-3 is the greatest football game of all time. Um, before that, I had said the 2014 Super Bowl was the greatest game of all time, and that's my number one. It's Malcolm Butler's interception. Cam watched the game with me. I don't know if you remember my reaction, Cam, but after the curse catch, I was on the floor in a planking position with my face on the ground. I was like, this can't happen again. This happens every single time somebody makes this dumb catch. Then Malcolm Butler made that play and I lost it. I screamed, I jumped, I ran. I was, and it was, it was, this one's more special to me because it had been so long since Super Bowl. I mean, the last Super Bowl they won was 2014. And like I said, or I mean, 2004. And like I said, I was eight or I was probably seven at the time. Um, I was seven. So I didn't have a great recollection of it. I wasn't really a football fan back then. Um, and, and this one, you know, I had really been into the Patriots for the past five, six years, um, since really 2006, I'd say it was when I really started to get into the Patriots. And, uh, this one, I mean, people always had the debate about Brady being the goat or not, or, and then this one's kind of put it away for me. I was like, there's no way that he will ever not be the greatest. And obviously the Malcolm Butler moment itself was insane. An undrafted rookie comes on and makes that play the greatest play in Super Bowl history. So that's my number one is, is the Malcolm Butler pick. Um, Dylan, number one. Uh, number one for me, I'm going 2016 Pats, the 24-3 comeback. I remember sitting there when the game was finally over, and it was James White who ran in for the touchdown in OT, right? Right. He just, like, kind of folded over the end zone, and, and it was like it was over, and I was – just sitting there like, I just watched the greatest sports comeback, like the greatest feat in sports, like ever. At least in a single game. I was yeah. just sitting there like in shock. Like I had watched it and it was my team and we had won. I was like, oh my God. Um, I wasn't out of it at halftime. I was at a party. I, I, I said to myself, well, all we have to do is score a touchdown, like, on almost every possession and then have to stop that almost every possession. <laughs> that was right That was right like, when you started getting into football, too, right, Dill? You weren't really into it for many years before no, that. I was into it in high school. Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's three minutes left in the third quarter when we were, we were still down to me to three. And at that point, I was probably like, all right, this is over. But um, miraculously, they came. <laughs> Cam, I need to watch that whole game again. Oh, I've watched it like four times. I've uh, never done. I've never rewatched a full sporting event. You really do think they're going to lose every time. They look so bad. Um, Cam, I sorry I skipped you in our order. Obviously, I know you're number one, but go ahead. 
Yep. Um, number one is going to be the helmet catch, David Tyree, the um, beating of the undefeated Patriots in 2008. Um, first ever Super Bowl I got to watch. First ever, I guess the first ever sports team that I saw win a championship. The Yankees won like 1998, 1999, but obviously I wasn't watching those. Um, so that was definitely the first one I ever got to you know, really get involved in and watch. I remember being at a Super Bowl party at Sam Wiener's house. Shout out Sam Wiener. Um, and everybody wanted, to, it was Patriots versus, versus Giants. And for the most part, everyone was Patriots fans there. Everyone was trying to watch, um, trying to go outside and like play flag football. And I was like, dude, no. Watch the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be interested just as much as I am. Your team's in it too. Uh, they didn't care. I was a better fan that day, and uh, we had the better team. Here. We got the job done. So that's just how how it works. And more specifically, like I said, the helmet catch just unbelievable. Uh, it's going to go down in history forever as one of the craziest, greatest catches of all time. David Tyree, as you mentioned last week. Terrible week of practice. Eli called on him. Was like, "You got it. You're going to be the one to blah blah blah." So, yeah, never, never forget that moment. Um, and I've also rewatched that game multiple times, both Super Bowls. But I've never one, watched those seven games again. again. I've seen that play. Everyone, I think, has seen that play at this point at least twenty times, yeah. thirty times. Yep. Yeah, they play it every single freaking time the Patriots do anything. They play that. Um, yeah, I cried. That was uh, I cried that game. That was a big cry game for me. Um, Tucker, number one. Um, yeah, my number one is the 2004 World Series. This is at my peak Red Sox fandom. I like. I knew every single player. I could tell you their stats. I could do everything. I watched most of the games every single year. So this is easily my number one. Uh, it was just the peak of me being a Sox fan. Malcolm Butler didn't sniff your list, huh? No, didn't make the list, unfortunately. All right. Well, that's Waste of Takes. Long, 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 long episode, but uh, we got through it. Uh, next week, we'll be back to our normal format. We'll talk more uh, breaking news, but uh, check us out on our socials. Tucker, what do you want to do for your punishment? I haven't thought of anything yet. Uh, um, saltine cracker challenge, gallon challenge, salt and ice. Uh, saltine chat. Saltine Challenge. Saltine Challenge. What locked about, in. Uh, what about Warheads? Warheads would be a good one. I'll add that to the Warheads list. Warheads are good, though. Warheads are sour. I'll add that to the list. We can do that. What about what about um, Cup of Vinegar? Cup of Vinegar? I can add we'll that see. one, too. We'll think of something. I'll, I'll do one of them. Okay. Uh, we'll tentatively say um, Saltine Challenge. That's Waste Takes, episode 96. Uh, check us out on our socials and we will see you next week. Thanks for getting wasted with us. Bye. See ya. All right.